Today's episode is part one of our 2022 Autumn Oaks event coverage. Stay tuned. You're listening to the UKC Hunting Ops podcast, celebrating hunting dog heritage, competition, and community. United Kennel Club has been the hunting dog sports home for coonhounds, beagles, retrievers, pointers, cur feist, and more for over 125 years. This podcast is fueled by Yukonuba, the official performance dog nutrition partner of UKC. Welcome back, everybody, to the UKC Hunting Ops Podcast. Uh, this is the Coonhound Program Manager here at UKC, Trevor Wade, and I'm joined, as always, by the Director of Hunting Ops, Alan Gingrich. Good to be here again. Wrapping up Autumn Oaks. We just got back in, still actually tying up some loose ends for the Bloodlines magazine and results and getting everything squared away, but man, what a weekend. It was, and how much fun did we have? It's like that every year, but you know, on the way home Sunday, by the time we've got everything wrapped up. It's always good to be back home again, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It, it flies by. We put a ton of work and effort into it, and it, it just flies by so quick. But this year seemed to – it was one of our smoothest years that we've had since I've been here, it seems like. Just uh, I think we, we're kind of getting down the processes and stuff because we've changed a lot in the past couple of years and put a lot of that into, into effect this year. And we had a good team, and everything was really smooth this year, I think. It sure was. I, I couldn't agree more. It just – we do have a good team and there's a lot of people other you and I get a lot of the glory and a lot of the accolades and everything but we have some a lot of other good people behind us and support you know from our hunting ops team all the way down to uh, outside of that and just all of our staff we had more staff UKC staff there this year than I can remember more than we generally do yeah a lot of us headed down on Tuesday of course we know people were there camping on Sunday we didn't get there till Tuesday to kind of set up our hunt office and our show building and all those things uh get together our registration booths and and that sort of thing uh and we got there tuesday and that's when kind of the the whole event got started on tuesday night with our first slam there in liberty indiana and they they had another great slam that's a their second biggest slam they've had in their history 78 entries on a tuesday night and they put yeah. them in the woods flawlessly and how good is that for them man it's so tickled for them you know it's uh and just uh we didn't see that many people around the grounds, I didn't think. I was surprised they had that many, but hey, good numbers, great numbers. Yeah, just talking about the Slam Series all week seems to be catching on. Hey, we talked about Winter Classic Slams. They had an awesome week of Slams, and here at Autumn Oaks, same thing. You know, they had 78 on Tuesday in Liberty. We moved to Selma on Wednesday and Thursday. They had 96 on Wednesday night in Selma and 126 on Thursday for a nice round number of 300 slam entries over those three nights. Yeah, we couldn't ask for We couldn't uh, – wow. Yeah. And good, kudos and good for them. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And it's, it's, it's awesome for the hunters that come there. They can get their dogs stretched out a little bit. Kind of get them used to the area a little bit. They all want to hunt, you know, and, and turn their dogs loose. And this is a good way for them to do it. It benefits everybody, us, the clubs, the hunters, everybody. That's right. Hey, also on Thursday nights when our national dual championship got fired up on Thursday night, you know, we had around 65 pre-entries. We ended up getting another 15 or 16 walk-ups. I think we ended up with 81 total entries for the national dual championship. Um, and that kind of culminated on Friday over there in the show building with uh, with a uh, one of the hundred, you know, some guy you don't see show a lot, Mr. Stephen Basham out there handling and, yeah. and brought the dog that he was handling, which was, uh, let's see, uh, Lawrence High Dollar Whiskey. There you go, Whiskey, yeah. Yeah, it was the highest scoring dog on uh, in a 
the national dual championship on Thursday night and ended up being the pick of the of the best there on Friday. Yeah, yeah. And he was pretty excited. He was there with his dad, who loves to show dogs, always has. Had his daughter there. And, uh, man, you could tell they were enjoying their weekend. Oh, yeah, they had a blast. They camped out over there. And uh, just seeing some of the feedback on Facebook afterwards, it was it was good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Yep. Uh, transitioning a little bit into the weekend, we got to the real uh, meat of the event there on Friday with the first the registered portion of the show and then, uh, obviously, the Friday night grands hunting and then the registered night champions that night. And then Saturday with the champions and grands showing and, and our second part of the hunt. But talking about the show real quick, uh, and I didn't have a, too much of a chance to watch Andy Emery and Lisa Benfield judge, but I've heard all great things. They ended up having 231 dogs across the three licensed categories mm-hmm. of the show, not counting the duels or the ki- the kids or any of the, uh, the extra shows that they were or the confirmation show for that right. matter. And right. uh and they had a really successful show. Yeah, you could tell both of them were very excited and uh, and had a lot of fun with judging those shows. Yeah, and let's just give some uh, uh, some props to our winners. Uh, our national grand show champion was Midnight Brindled Bonfire, a plot mail owned by Scott and Connie Hogan in PA. No strangers for the winner circle there. I believe that's out of a world champion that they had a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, and that is a super nice dog. I've seen the dog last year in West Virginia. Um it's just a very nice dog and, and obviously very deserving. And there's a lot of nice dogs. I tell you, Autumn Oaks is always the place if you want to see the best quality and in numbers of, of dogs that have that national quality, Autumn Oaks is a place to see those coon hounds. And then I guess it shouldn't be a surprise because I know the dog's super nice and I know this young man puts the work in, but seeing Mr. Jacob Brooks of Virginia taking home the opposite sex grand show champion with his his little female English dog sideshow, Bobby Sue. Yeah, it seems like we've been talking about those Brooks kids uh, numerous times already on these podcasts, but yeah, kudos to him. I'll, can you imagine that? I saw his mom posted something about after his win and and man, I, can, uh, I can't imagine, you know, how proud they are of their kids and Jacob for... Wow, what a win. Great family, great yeah, kids. They got absolutely. a bright future ahead of them. Absolutely. And then talking about the hunt a little bit, just to touch on it uh, briefly, Friday night we had a huge entry, 407 dogs going to the woods. That's a great Friday entry regardless of the year. We were tickled with that. Yeah. On Saturday, of course, there's no Grand Nights hunting. We're down to the Grand 16 in the, in the Grand Nights, so it's just night champion and registered, and we yeah. saw 179 dogs go to the woods mm-hmm. for a total of 586 total night hunt entries over the weekend. Yeah. And just overall, very good. And I want to just t- touch on the scores a little bit. We had two scores over a thousand. We had a twelve seventy five was high. James Tyree brought that in, and then I think second was twelve fifty, and then it dropped down to eight seventy five and eight fifty for the top four scores. You know, and only the two over uh, over a thousand. You know, and sometimes Autumn Oaks has kind of got in some of the major hunts. Uh, you know, where we're you know can't score fourteen fifteen hundred dollars or uh, points. You know, we're just not seeing that. No. That's you hear some of that. A lot of it is just talk, but yeah, very respectable scores. Yeah, and I, I had the pleasure of being on that final cast for the fourth year in a row to see our national Grand Night champion crowned. A little female dog owned by Mike Carmack and Lance Belcher named Hannah's Creek Dolly. Uh, she uh, tough conditions on that late round. She got it. She was able to get a, a coon tree right out of the truck, a first and first, and uh, started out nicely that yeah. night. And then here come the rains. The rain made it miserable, and it kind of put a halt to the action. But uh, Dolly did a good job, and she uh, she was able to take home the crown. And we're going to talk to those three. We have interviews with those three winners lined up, and you're going to hear that later in these episodes. But uh, uh, we wanted to put a big emphasis while we were there in promoting our uh, UKC Hunting Ops podcast, and to get some some top people and and some uh, 
people that are crucial to the event and the sport and, and to highlight their stories on our podcast. And I think we were able to do that. Yeah, I talked to uh, quite a few different folks. You know, I talked to Whitey Marshall, uh, Lindell Price was there, Dan Rainville out of Vermont, and some folks like that that you'll hear from. Yeah, I was uh, when I was thinking about the different people I wanted to interview, what I was thinking about is, is interviewing people who had uh, uh, their hands in a lot of different places in this event. And that's kind of what I went for. Uh, obviously, I pulled in some of our field reps, Doug Cundiff being the uh, the one on the grounds there that handles the most casts. I was able to have a good conversation with him. And some he's a guy that's been there since back in the Greencastle days, seen it in many different ways. Uh, past winners like Natalie Atkins, I was able to catch up with her. And then uh, somebody like Ray Conrad, who's seen it through the vendor eyes, the sponsor eyes. He's been a breed association president, uh, been a participant in the event. So we're going to see it from a lot of different angles. And I think it's going to help people understand automokes if you've never been there. Yeah. And you talked a little bit about uh, the judges for the bench shows. And this is also a great opportunity for us to uh, thank all of the judges in the night hunts that we selected to judge and all the guides for it. Man, what an outstanding job by everybody and really had very, very few questions. And questions are never a bad thing. We did have a couple. They dealt with them and, uh, wow, just a super good event. Yeah, Heartfelt thank you yeah. for everyone who made the 2022 Autumn Oaks. This podcast is brought to you by the all-new Dogtra Pathfinder 2. Dogtra, the official GPS collar partner of UKC. Since the, the start of this podcast, we've kind of been stuck just to this desk as far as uh, getting out and talking to people. We finally had that opportunity this year at Autumn Oaks. And Thursday is kind of our most relaxed day before you get into the weekend when people are actually there. And I think we took good advantage of that. Uh, I know we both had the opportunity to sit down with multiple people. You you have a, a handful of people that we're going to interview here that pertain to the hunt side of things, I think, right? Yes, and one of the first folks I, I uh, got in was uh, Jim Ridge, uh, English fancier for a long time, a big UKC supporter, big supporter of the performance program. You know, I kind of had to uh, talk him into coming in, but he did a great interview. That's one of the guys I talked to. Another uh, kind of a hero of mine is old Lindell Price. He was a, a field rep. And it did me good to see him there. He came with Wendell Bond, and I got a chance to sit down with him, with Lindell as well. I think conversations with guys like that are going to be invaluable for the for the younger people in this sport. And, you know, many years down the line, when people who aren't as familiar with these people get a chance to hear what they have to say, I think that'll be just really valuable tool. Uh, you know, myself, I, uh, I got started a little bit late that day. We were still getting vendors in that day, but I did have a chance to pull in a couple people like uh, – past world champion and TOC champion J.R. Gray, who always is good to talk to. He puts on a, a good interview, so you guys will enjoy that one. And then uh, one of our youngest uh, premier competitors on the, on the circuit right now, that's little Braxton Wills from Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, a lot of the guys I talked to all day were a little hesitant to get pulled into there and talk to us, but he jumped right at the chance, and he was excited for it. Did he? I'm glad you got a chance to sit down with him. That's good. He's only like, what, 12, 13, 14? Should be 13 13, now. yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, and then another guy that everybody in the Coonhound world knows that I got a chance to sit down with that uh, he's been here in our seats, both you and I. He's uh, worked up here at UKC before, Steve Fielder. I did one of my longest interviews was with him. And really, sitting talking with him, I could sit down for probably a couple hours and really quiz that guy. And, and he's just a wealth of knowledge, you know, so I, I enjoyed my a uh, little uh, sit down with Steve. Hey, you know, one, real quick, I just want to talk on it. A little something we did different this year was put the media section in the Coolman Center there where we had multiple different uh, YouTubers or podcasters 
that create Coontown content there. And we were able, I, I saw it the whole weekend, you, uh, guys in different booths. There was a lot of cross content going on. And I think it's going to uh, prove to be some good stuff. And I can't wait to hear what you did with Steve. And also, I saw you sitting with Steve, so I can't wait to hear what he did with you as well. Yeah. So you guys stay tuned and listen to these interviews. Mr. Steve Fielder, he's now retired, living in Florida. But what an interesting guy he is. Wealth of knowledge. Here's Steve. Good afternoon, Steve. How are Good you today? Good afternoon, Alan. Yeah. I'm doing great, man. Yeah. I'm in Audubon. Yeah, we're, it's winding down here. It is Saturday well, afternoon. Yeah. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. We came it in is. on Thursday. It's here. It's Saturday already. Yeah, Crazy. so you came in and set up here in our with, in our oh, media yeah. section here with your Gone to the Dogs podcast. Did That's you right. get quite a few folks I in on did. it? I did. I did. My idea for Audubon this year was try to just do kind of like a man on the street thing. In fact, I first thought about it, we're going to put the recorder in a backpack or whatever and just walk around the grounds and stop people, you know? Yeah. And I thought, well, that's going to be a little inconvenient and all. And and uh, so anyway, you provided this great booth area for us, you know, here, which has worked great. And anyway, yeah, I had, I think I did uh, something like 10 or 11 individual interviews uh, 15 minutes or so each, and uh, it's what I've got in content that I plan to air probably the week after. Uh, Perfect. So, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you got it. Got a bunch of Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, really did. And got a good mix of different, you know, perspectives yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Well, you're very well known in the coonhound world. Nobody, you don't need much of an introduction as far as everybody knows you, but uh, how long were you at UKC and involved with these programs? I, I started as a field rep in 78. We got one treed in here, don't we? Yeah. I started in 78 as a field it's rep. It's a coonhound event, so it's That's okay. That's right. It's all good. <laughs> and uh, so uh, I did that for about three years. But I had a job, a day job, you know, that uh, required me to travel. So the travel on the weekend and the travel for UKC got to be too much. So I kind of quit that. And then... Uh, I got invited to come full time, and and it was over a period of a couple of years, you know, trying to decide when I wanted to move to the frigid north. Yeah. But anyway, I I did move to Kalamazoo in '83, and I was there through not most of '98, so it was about 16 years yes. full time. So some yeah. of that included Autumn Oaks being here in Richmond. Then. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think it was '92. It was that 92. you started. Yep. So yeah. 92. So I was here at Richmond. Uh, probably 92, probably about five years. Yeah. Yeah. So what did Autumn Oaks look like from your perspective back then as compared to today? Oh, well, part of the, that I see is it's a lot more, for lack of a better term, professional looking. I mean, UKC has gone the extra mile and all the signage, the graphics, the you know, uh, all of that. We didn't have that stuff. And you see the breed associations with the nice canopy and nice awnings and all everything like that. Everything has a real professional touch to it. La back in my day, it was poster board and a magic marker, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and, and all. In fact, 
I can remember when we even you know, started printing up a sign to put in front of the bench for a bench show. You know? Oh, yeah. And yeah. now you got all these really good-looking stuff. So I appeal, vi the visual, all that, much, much more professional. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, with the media that you do, you know, I've enjoyed sitting here in this room where we are right now looking at the, top, the Grand 16 on the big monitor. Yeah. We had nothing like that. Right, you know? yeah. We didn't even have a... 19-inch TV set. Yeah. On, you on mentioned you mentioned bench shows briefly. We talk about it. You know, back in the day, it was predominantly men handling, it and was. today it's it's totally flip flop. You oh, know, yeah. mostly predominantly women handling. Yeah, yeah. I can remember hmm. that evolution. You know, when we came here, it was before you had the big uh, Tom Raper Center over here, and we did the bench show in one of the open-sided barns where was now a vendor area. Mm -hmm. And that one where the Timber Creek was usually set up and all, yeah. that was the show barn. Yeah. And uh, I can remember sitting up on the, uh, on the po kind of a little desk area there and calling the bench show. Yeah. And I remember a real funny story just came to me. There was a bumblebee kept swarming around while I'm calling <laughs> the cast, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I, that thing lit, and I decided, here's my chance, and I whopped that thing, and some lady with a plot, I think it was a plot, that dog launched right off the bench, <laughs> and man, she looked at me like, oh, if looks could kill, uh, I said, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that was a lot different, you know, because we, we we're out there with the bench, and we're mm -hmm. contending with the dog's bark. Yeah. It was kind of like that, the old winter classic, yeah. too. So. Yeah, yeah you, that's a big you, difference. In the old days, speaking of bench shows, in the old days, they used to use the long bench. Oh, yeah. When did when did that transition to the individual short that, benches that we use now? Yeah, that came about, I'm going to say in the mid-'80s, Carrie Linton from up at Greenville, Michigan, uh -huh. showed up at the, at the UKC office and we had been kind of bantering this back and forth in the magazine a little bit about people been asking for individual benches. Yeah. And Carrie showed up with this prototype of a folding show bench with AstroTurf on the top. Yeah. And uh, and so we, he wanted to build them, and he called it the Bearcat Show Bench. Had the BC on the yeah. Yep. Stenciled. Painted exactly, on the and then braces. later Martin Blackmer, a plot guy from Michigan, picked yep. that up and rolled with it. Yeah, and he called it, you know, Bearcat Benches. Yeah, and so that was the, and I had that prototype. Kerry gave that to me later on. Yeah, I don't know whatever happened. There. I can Some tell you what happened to him. It, you know that BC. I'm told the first, the first new set that you had used for the first Winter Classic. Mm -hmm. We're using them out here in the show building here still at Automotive oh, is it today. still there? It's, we're amazing. still using them. Uh, we did some cool of we had that? to fix some of the legs and put new mm -hmm. legs on some yeah. of them, but they're still otherwise yeah. the same benches. Right. Well, yeah. we had to make sure, you know, that they were the the appropriate lengths and yep. height and yep. all that. Yeah. And we learned earlier on they had to be made out of a hardwood like oak or something because yeah. if you built them out of pine, they would yeah. add, they'd get wobbly, you know, yeah. and the dogs would you know, didn't yeah. handle them well. Yeah. yeah, but I, yeah, I kind of lived through that. Era. Yeah. yeah. So you, so this year again, you brought Nub and Moore up with you, Nubbin and then uh, Lindell Price was here. Yeah. Alan Roberts, some of the old field reps. You and bet. You it was bet. good to see all of you guys up here and you hanging know, out. 
at one time we had 15 field reps. And, and of course, they would, you know, we'd rotate out about every three years, some like, it seemed like it was. But those guys like Nubbin and, and, uh, and Lindell and, and some of those guys that have gone, Max Summerlin was one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they were kind of the guys that, they were the go-to guys. Uh, I think Lindell, anytime we started a new event like uh, Winter Classic, uh, the uh, American Heritage Hunt in Texas, mm-hmm. uh, even the World Hunt, the first World Hunt we had was in 1980. I mean, World Show that we had was in 1984 in Columbia City. Lindell judged that. He was kind of like the leadoff guy. Yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, they, they're solid guys who yeah. like me. They're getting a little long in the tooth. Well, you know? I'm sure there's a lot of good memories when you oh, come to an event like un, this. Un, yeah. Unreal. Yeah. Some of the best people I ever met in my life yeah. I was privileged to work with. Well, know? Steve, I appreciate you taking oh. this time to stop in and talking to us for a minute here. Oh, appreciate yeah. you being here. Well, I thank you for, for inviting me and providing this nice booth for us. And uh, I hope that'll continue because yeah. that was cool. I, I really enjoyed it. Thanks, Alan. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thank you again, and have safe travels back home. We've all heard of Briar Creek English Kennels. Mr. Jim Ridge from Indiana. Here's Jim. Hey, Jim, how are you today? All doing great. Good to see you here at Autumn Oaks again. Glad to be here. You're always here. Been coming for years and years. Do you remember your first one and where it was? I can't tell you the date, but it was in Greencastle, Indiana. So what, 70s maybe? Yeah, Seems, probably. Yeah. probably. Yeah, you know, this is what, the first uh, Autumn Oaks was in 1960, so yep. you probably haven't missed a whole lot. No, no, I wasn't very old when I went to my first one. Yeah, legend, legend in the sport, Jim Ridge, <laughs> English dogs. Yeah, I don't know about legend. I know about that. <laughs> yes, sir. What, uh... Tell us, you've won Autumn Oaks before. What dog was that? Tell us about it. Uh, we won National Grand National in 1995 with a tricolored English female. What dog was it? What was her name? Uh, Briar Creek Blue Misty. Blue Misty. And I'm sure it's something you bred up probably. Nope. You nope, didn't? Nope. I had her to raise pups out of. Yeah. Now, with the dogs <clears throat> out of my strain, I've won high-scoring English Four or five times, but the overall deal was an outcross. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I see you at all the major events. I'll always see you here at Autumn Oaks. And, oh yeah. Uh, you're helping your uh, your your uh, son-in-law, Chris. Yeah. Out here, he's got a vendor spot out here selling hunting supplies and stuff. And, right. And you're also the truck man now. I hear you're still doing a bunch of hunting, but you kind of handed the reins over a little bit, didn't you? Yeah, I'm getting old enough. Uh, I still hunt five nights a week, but I can't handle the hunts. Yeah. All them them boys will tell you they'll wait on you, but when them dogs get treed, I can't keep up. That's all they can think about is getting. To the <laughs> they want to get to that tree. It's probably how you were when you were their age. But I never did, uh, but I was always the second one. There. Second one. The, the judge would be the first. Dog one. was the first one there. I, yeah, but I wanted to see what the judge seen. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. What so, are you hunting this week? Got anything entered this, uh, this we week? We got two grand nights. Uh, one's a three-year-old female, one's a four-year-old male. 
Probably not. That's probably stuff you bred up, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 So what are you doing these days outside of coming to these hunts? Well, of course, I'm retired, and uh, basically that's about all I do do is go to hunts. Yeah. At the smaller events, the bigger events. So we got these same two dogs qualified for the world hunt. Uh, in UKC, I was always a great, great supporter of your performance Performance program. program. You sure were from day one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I believe in your tournament of champions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, money ain't everything, but uh, them dogs can't eat them trophies. That's right. That's so, right. Yeah, and you've you, so you won National Grain Night here, and you probably won the high scoring dogs of breed a bunch of times. Oh, yeah. I'm sure, as yeah. many times as you've been up here. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, I've been lucky a few times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Takes hey, a lot of luck. Yeah, it looks like the weather is going to be perfect. You know, we're recording this on a Thursday, so we had two warm up hunts Tuesday night. They had a good turnout of seventy some dogs, and yep. last night in Muncie. Uh, just under 100 dogs again, so that's but, a good sign. Well, you got perfect weather for the people and the dogs. Yeah. Uh, you got a little rain the other day. I didn't know it was that dry up here, but between Indianapolis and Richmond, when I come up, I had a grass fire yeah. along Saturday. Yeah. I didn't know it was that dry over here. Yeah. So that, that rain will help everything out, too. Absolutely. Well, Jim, it's always good to see you, and thank you for being here again. All right, buddy. We'll hope to see you next year. All right. Bye. Lindell Price from Christiansburg, Virginia, is a guy that I looked up to for a long time. He was a UKC field rep, always respected the way he dealt with the judges and in the judges' meetings, and just a all-around great guy and a, one of my heroes in the coon hunting world. Here's Lindell. Mr. Price, good to see you here at Autumn Oaks this year. How are you doing? I'm doing fairly well and stuff. One foot still in front of the other one, so the, hey. There you go. I it's, love it. Yeah, it was really good to see you. You came up here with uh, with Wendell Bond, didn't you? Yeah, we luckily we made it up here. Thanks, no, but yeah, yeah, he, have, he was he was good enough to drive me up here. Have you enjoyed your weekend? Yes, very much. Yeah, I see some of your old buddies are up here. Fielders up here. Uh, Nubbin Moore, some of the other, Alan Roberts, some of the retired reps. and Yeah, it was it was great seeing some of them. Really Yes. Was. So when was your first Autumn Oaks? Do you remember the first one? And when and where was that? My first one was uh, at uh, Greencastle, Indiana, many, many years ago. And I don't know how many it was, but it was a long time ago. Been a good little while. Yes. yes. Yeah. Like mentioned, you were a UKC field rep. What what year did you start? I started the year after the world championship at Princeton, Indiana, because I hunted in it. Yeah. And the next year I started. Oh yeah. And how many years? How many years were you on? It was twenty or twenty five years. So a good while. Yes, good very while. good while. Enjoyable while. Yeah. 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 So did you ever get the chance to actually hunt in at Autumn Oaks yourself? Yeah, a couple. Uh, when I first started coming up here, I hunted a couple and things and uh, uh, enjoyed those. I had good people to hunt with. Uh, Draw a very good red bone one night and stuff was very, very good. And 
Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah. You, as you noticed the last, probably the last several years that you've been around here, we get our, our current active reps help us put on these events, use them as master hounds. Is that what they did back in, in the, in the days when you were a rep or, did, or no? Well, you or know, what, did you mostly just work the world championship? No, I worked other events and stuff also, but, uh, you know, it, there wasn't a whole lot of us then. So, you know, there was other people that filled in at places and stuff. But, yeah, we worked a whole lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think I've told you before, but I always you were always one of the guys I always looked up to personally. And I remember the world championships. Oftentimes you did the judges' meetings. And right. and I always, uh, I always appreciated how you addressed the judges, and I've yeah. always tried to learn from that. I, yeah. I know I can never be as good as you ever were, but you were kind of my hero for and. And people, you, you, people do look up to the, the older guys, and I yeah. always did that, so I was trying to learn from you. But you've done very, very well. It's, it's really it's, it's nice to see somebody like you that's going on with the program and stuff because, you know, uh, when it's over with, it's going to be done the way it's supposed to have been done. Well, I appreciate that. You know, we all try hard, and we have a lot of folks that, uh, you know, a lot of times some of us in the leadership roles, we get a lot of the credit, but we also have a lot of people behind the scenes that do a, a great deal. We certainly couldn't do it all all by ourselves, but, but no, it is so good to see you and so good to have you here, and, and uh, I'm glad, really glad you came and really hope you enjoyed yourself. Yeah, I told my wife. I wanted to go one more time for my toes pointed straight up, oh. but I made up my mind I'm going to be back next year. There you go. There you go. Lindell, thank you for stopping in here, and, and thanks again for coming, and you have a safe trip back home to Christiansburg. Thank you, Alan. I appreciate everything, bud. On this next interview, I was able to pull in Mr. J.R. Gray from his Willie tent outside of the Kuhlman Center. With JR, we talked about his uh, start into the competition coonhound world at Autumn Oaks, a little bit about his world championship, and about his TOC win with Connor McGregor. Enjoy this interview with Mr. JR Gray. Uh, JR, how you doing, bud? Pretty good, man. How you been doing? Good, good. You made the trip up from Kentucky for another Autumn Oaks, huh? Yeah, it's probably one of my favorite hunts out of the year. Yeah, you know, you get a lot of recognition for your world championships, your TOC win with uh, Connor McGregor this year, but uh, I. I interviewed you right after your TOC win to talk about kind of your history in coon hunting. Autumn Oaks was kind of a kicking off point for you as far as major events go. Is that right? Yeah, I started coming up here the first time I ever hunted. It was in 2017, and I think since then I've got in the top 16 uh, three years, and uh, hopefully we can get in maybe this year. Is that with all different dogs? I yeah. know the first one was with Willie, right? Yeah, Willie, Willie B, and then uh, what was the female? Well, shoot. You've had too many good ones. Yeah, I don't know about that. What are you hunting this weekend? You're hunting, I'm hunting the female the Scar. named Scar, right? Yeah, she's off of Willie and uh, Lane Denny's Emmy female. That's right. Can't get much better breeding than that behind it. A couple world champions there, but uh, uh, Scar, she's one that you got in the running for a triple crown. You got yeah. double cast wins at Winter Classic. Now you're uh, entered here in Autumn Oaks for Friday night. Are you, are you already qualified for the world? We got her qualified for the world, so we're hoping we can get everything lined out and what zone are you going to? Uh, Portland, Indiana. Portland, Indiana. I got you. Well, to get back to Autumn Oaks a little bit, you kind of you say your first one you came to was back in 2017. 2017. Yeah, and now now you have a big setup here right outside the building where I see you, where you got uh, banners and everything for for old Willie. You've kind of came a long way in a short amount of time, haven't you? Yeah, the good Lord's blessed me, man, and I I tell you, he's uh, he's been good to me, and Willie's been good to me, and I've had some pretty good dogs since then. Yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, so the plan is to get Scar through in the Grand 16 on Friday night and see what can happen on Saturday again. Absolutely, huh? yeah. We hope she we hope she looks a little bit better than what she did uh, last night. But you know, dogs had their bad nights, and hopefully she got out of the way. I always say you get those bad ones out of the way, so that way they look good on the nights where it counts. Yeah, man. Hopefully. <laughs> well, hey, I appreciate you sitting down with me, Jr. And uh, good luck to you this weekend, and uh, keep what you're doing with uh, with all your hounds. You're doing good. Thanks for the sport. All right, man. Hey, good talking to you. You too. Thursday afternoon, I had the chance to talk to Braxton Wills from Oklahoma. He kind of hit the coonhound world uh, in full force back in the first TOC when he was just 12 years old at the TOC finals. Uh, he since became kind of a household name and a, and a top competitor in the sport, and he has a bright future. Here's Braxton. Braxton, where are you from, bud? Wyandotte, Oklahoma. That's right. And how old are you now? 13. 13. So you kind of came on the scene pretty heavy last year. I uh, remember around TOC time when you made it through the regions for the TOC. And, man, that was such a huge deal. And we gave you the big honor there at the TOC finals. Uh, what dog was that that you were hunting then? Neosho River Queen Bee. Queen Bee. And that's is that the dog that you hunt mostly? Y yes, sir. Yeah. So uh, so TOC, was that a pretty cool experience for you? Yes, sir. I liked it a lot, and it was really fun. And it being the first year and making it, it made it a lot more fun and enjoyed it. Yeah, I remember when we first called out Cass, they gave you a big standing ovation and everything. And that has to, you know, you're probably super nervous beforehand, am I right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I was so really that, nervous. Did that kind of help you at all uh -huh. or kind of help you ease into it a little it bit? It kind of helped me ease into it, but it's it different. It's the biggest hunt I ever made it to, and yeah. it's different than most. Yeah, well, hey, since since then, I've seen you all over the place. You're competing with the big boys all over the country now in a lot of the major events, you know. Um, since saw you down at Winter Classic. Yes, sir. Uh, now you're here at Autumn Oaks, your first time at Autumn Oaks. Is yes, that right? Sir. Yeah. I, you drive down the drag here and you see a ton of people over there from your part of the country. You have a strong community for coon hunters, right? Yes, sir. We have a couple people. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so what dog are you hunting this weekend here at Oaks? I'm hunting Queen. Queen? And you're entered uh, Friday night Grand Nights? Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, have you been uh, been hunting her up, getting her ready for the event? Trying to. I hear you. I hear you. Who'd you ride in here with? Vic Curley. Yeah, he's he usually totes you around to some of these major events, doesn't he? Yes, sir. You got to have those kind of guys around to help you out, that's for sure. Yes, Always sir. good to have some mentors in the sport. But, hey, Braxton, I'm glad I got to sit down with you a second. We're just doing some short interviews here at, at Autumn Oaks, and uh, you're one of uh, you're one of the bright up-and-comers, and I think you got a big future ahead. So uh, good luck to you to, uh, tomorrow night, and good luck in the future. Thank you. I'll need it. Next up, I had the good opportunity to sit down with my friend Whitey Marshall from Kentucky. He is a Vietnam vet, a coon hunter, just a great guy and a good friend. Here's Whitey. Good morning, Whitey. Morning, Alan. How are you doing this morning? Doing all right for an old man. Good. There you go. First, thank you for your service. Vietnam veteran. Thank you, brother. You do, you do a lot for the veterans. I see a lot of what you post on the on the. Uh, on your Facebook pages and stuff. We appreciate it. Yeah, Thank I'm, you for your service. I'm a ride captain from Northeastern Kentucky, Patriot Guard. We yeah. do military funerals. Yeah. So do you remember your first Autumn Oaks and when that was? It was in Greencastle. I can't remember the year, Alan, but yeah. it was in Greencastle. A long time ago. Yeah, a long time ago. Uh, you're always here. Always see you Every year, year after year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, since we started the Grand 16, I know you've had several dogs in that. Tell us about that a little bit. What yeah, were some first, of those dogs? First five years you've had it, I was in there four of them. And, in uh, four of them? Four of the first five, and then we've kind of slacked off, not really hunted them until this year. We're back this year. Yeah. So uh, what are you hunting this year? We're hunting uh, Pearl Jam, and then I'm going to hunt Jesse, two Pearl, of my grand knights. Pearl Jam, you've done, uh, she's done pretty well for you, hasn't she? Yeah, we uh, we bought the dog in uh, 
got her. We started, bought her in February. We started back in hunts in March. She was in heat when I bought her. And by the last April, we had granted her. She's that type of hound. Yeah. We hunted her in four different states, nine different clubs to make her. And uh, so we traveled with her. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, you feel like you got her ready? Or well, both? we well, did to last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, uh, you bring any of the boys with you? Yeah, I've got my son handling jam. Okay. And then I got Kelly Blackburn. He's hunting Jesse for me. Okay. So I just can't keep up with them young young birds anymore. Are you so. going to go out with them? Or are you gonna oh, hang yeah, around I was with here? them last night. Yeah. I was with, with Jack last night. Yeah, so are you camping out here? You stay you stay in a hotel? I've got or a what? motel. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Can't handle those barking dogs out here all no, night. No, no. Yeah. Well, Whitey, it's always good to see you. I know you're always here, and it's always good to see you. And, and uh, I think the world of you, and as one of the older guys from in the sport, and it's always good to see you and have you here. Well, pleasure to talk to you, brother. Weather's going to be nice this weekend. It'll be great. Pretty has been in a while. Yeah, and good luck to you. Thanks right. for being here. Thank you, brother. I had the pleasure of sitting down with uh, one of the good guys in the sport, Mr. Troy Salyers from Indiana. We talked about his uh, history at Autumn Oaks with wins with dogs like Chalk Eyes and recently a dog that they call Leonardo da Vinci that he co-owns with Mr. Jerry Carter. Uh, here's Troy talking about Autumn Oaks. Uh, where, where are you from, Troy? I'm from uh, Bloomington, Indiana. It's about 50 miles uh, south of here. Okay, over uh, not too far from Greencastle area, uh, right? Not very far from Greencastle, about 25 miles from Greencastle. Yeah, obviously Greencastle is a major hub for major events, so I see a lot over there. But you and you and your partner, Jerry uh, Carter, you guys travel to a lot of the major events with the, the hound you got right now that you're pushing, right? We do that, yeah. We travel quite a bit. Uh, we've been doing that for several years now, yeah. so we have a good team going. So he, yeah. we call him the truck man. The truck man, yeah, he's good at that. <laughs> He always gives me the lowdown on your hunt, that's yeah. for sure. So uh, so tell me a little bit about uh, the dog you're hunting right now, Leonardo da Vinci, right? Is that right? Yeah, Leonardo da Vinci, he's out of uh, Bo Cephas. I, had a grand, I got a grand night female, and uh, she had three pups. Of course, two of them didn't make it, and he was the only one who made it, and uh, we've had pretty good luck with him. Yeah, this, this hunt specifically, uh, I know Leonardo he, or da Vinci, he's been in the, fi uh, in the grand 16 of this hunt. What, two of the past three years? Yeah, two right? of the past three years, yes. That's right. Yes. That's not easy yes. to do with this hunt. I'm hoping to repeat that this year. So. <laughs> well, I know I know you guys have pretty good luck here. He just seems to do good in this type of country. Is yeah. that right? He likes this country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and Autumn Oaks, this is an event. How, how long would you say you've been coming to this event? Oh, a good 30 years, maybe longer. Yeah, did you go uh, to it back when it was in Greencastle? I did. Yeah. I did, yes. You'd just yes. been young in those days, yes, I guess. Yes, I was very young, but yes, I was. When I remember when it was at Greencastle, and it was at Jasper one year, and uh, yeah. so we're going way back. Yeah, it's kind of, uh, I guess it's kind of changed over the years, but some of the same core values stay the same. I know you're here with uh, Jerry and uh, and Steve Rice. Yes. You guys are all camped out here together. You guys have been doing that for years. Yeah, years, yes. yes. Just, yep. It's more than just a hunt for you guys. This is kind it's of a vacation. It's more than a hunt. Right? It, to be honest with you, love to hunt, love to compete and hunt, but it's a good fellowship place to be also. It, you know, you get to see people you haven't seen in a good time, and, and this actual hunt brings a lot of people to here. It's more of a family organized hunt, and it's it's enjoyable to be here. Man, well, I always enjoy seeing you, Troy. I figured I'd take a chance to sit down and talk to you because I know you're going to be one of the ones in the running come I Friday so. night. I hope you're right, my friend. It's <laughs> well, been enjoyable. Thank you. Good luck to you and uh, Jerry and Mr. Da Vinci this weekend. Appreciate it. Cody Glancy from Kentucky was at Autumn Oaks this year, and I had a chance to sit down with him. He is representing Dogtra, 
and had a chance to talk about their new Pathfinder 2. Hey, Cody, how you doing, man? Good, Alan, man. Excited to be at Autumn Oaks again. Yeah. Good to meet you again. Beautiful day yeah. here today, isn't it? Yeah, it's hot. I'm glad to be in a good air-conditioned building finally. Yeah, so how many years have you been coming to Autumn Oaks? I think I've been coming with Dogter about five years now. And I've come and visited a couple of times as a hunter and as a spectator and hunted it once. Yeah, yeah, so we're pretty excited this year. UKC has partnered with uh, with Dogtra, mm-hmm. official dog collar of UKC, and you are, uh, you're, you've been a representative for them. And uh, tell us a little bit about, you've, you've got some of the other reps here with you this weekend. Tell us about that a little bit. Yeah, I got uh, Steve Cho. He's the head of marketing. He come down from Dogtra this year with me. They come out with a new Pathfinder, too, and I guess they're excited about it and send me a little help this year. Yeah, heck yeah. They've, uh, I've uh, got that system, too, now, and I've just got it here about a week before last and haven't even got it out of the box yet. Right. But uh, kind of get past this rush of September here, and I'm ready to get it, get it on the dogs and get it tried out. Yeah, get it, uh, bring it to the doctor booth, and we'll go through all the steps that it does, all the new features and yeah, function we, buttons. And we actually met with them uh, last week and kind of did a go through and everything. So it gave us a lot of good uh, information. And and uh, what are what are you getting from your customers? You getting good feedback from them? Yeah, getting good feedback. The Pathfinder one was a big hit. I'm sure the Pathfinder two is going to be so. We're excited for a new season, kicking off hunting with Autumn Oaks. And yeah, so you've always been, uh, you've been at the Winter Classic as well, always been up here representing them. Go to the Grand a, American. Yep. yep, and you've got a nice booth here, and we're just tickled to have you. So yeah, uh, so what are you pushing? You're pushing the Pathfinder 2 probably this yes. weekend. Yes. Can you, tell us, can you tell us a little bit about it, some of the features it might have? Well, if you look from the Pathfinder 1 to the Pathfinder 2, it's got a new function button on it. You used to have to use your e-collar through the uh, app on the phone, and now you can just pushing on the handheld, a little GPS connector. And if you lose it, it'll go to beeping so you can find it in the woods. Got a new e-fence to where you can let a bunch of pups run loose around your farm and, and not worry about them getting hit on the road or to bring them back to you on its own. Yeah. Are there any places, do you have any places on uh, YouTube, how-tos or more information on how to use or setups and things like that, more information like there that? There is not a whole lot right now, but on my YouTube channel, Kentucky Cooner, I ran through a what's new list. Got a little video, but uh, as soon as it gets cool, we're going to do a bunch more hunting with it, more videos to come. So uh, we'll be excited to show everybody what's new. Perfect. Well, we're happy to have you. We're, we're tickled to have Dogtra on board with yeah. us and got a nice presence here in, uh, this weekend and, and moving forward. So yeah. we're looking forward to the relationship here. Appreciate you being here. Hi, thank you, Alan. This next interview is with one of our field reps, Mr. Doug Cundiff. Mr. Doug Cundiff is, uh, is one of the busier guys that weekend as he is uh, master of hounds off the grounds both Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Here's Doug. All right, so this is Trevor live from Autumn Oaks 2022, and I'm here with our field rep and master of hounds, Doug Cundiff. Doug, how you doing, bud? All right, Doug. I'm doing good. Trevor, how you doing? Good, good. We've we've roped you as always into doing our Thursday night national dual championship, master of hounds, and Friday and Saturday. So you got a long weekend ahead of you, I know. But uh, uh, this is an event that you've been to a lot of your life. It kind of has a special meaning to you, is that right? Yeah, I've been coming to this since uh, I've been born. I yeah. mean, I started out coming to this from Greencastle, and I think I've only missed a couple, and that's been it. I've yeah. been to every one of them. So you you went to the ones that were originally in Greencastle way back in the day. Oh, yeah. I was, my mom was carrying me around on the hip, yeah. and then I I think it left Greencastle in 79, so that made me about 13 years wow. old. Wow. I didn't even think about that, but uh, – 
Yeah, you know, your uh, your dad was also a longtime field rep, so you've probably been to a more major events than just about anybody in the country. But uh, kind of growing up, and, and for anybody listening that doesn't know, you're from that area, Greencastle, Cloverdale area, right? So it was right there in your backyard, so it just made sense for you to be there early on. But uh, your dad, he, he worked field rep back in those days in Greencastle back then, or was that later on? That was later on, but he was always, him and a couple other guys was always master hounds at the automobile at the Greencastle. Fred would always, Fred Miller would always call him and ask him, and he usually yeah. done it. Yeah. When did you transition into the field rep role? Uh, it was about a year or two after Allen took over, so I'm going to say. 04, 05, so you would have been 06. I've been about 06. Yeah, that's a so, long time. Yep. So when you, I guess you pretty much get everybody you can, all hands on deck for uh, Autumn Oaks, so you've been working on them ever since then, huh? Oh, yeah. Every did you hunt them before then? or? Yep, I hunted in a few of them before then, but uh, I've been master hounds here ever since, ever since then. Yeah. And we, we get the questions a lot. I know I, you probably do too about missing hunting in the event. And I, now it's been almost 15, 16 years you haven't been able to hunt the event. Does that bother you at all? Or do you enjoy this aspect of it I, as well? I enjoy this aspect of it. I mean, but yeah, I do miss it. But I still enjoy doing the Master Hounds. And I've met a lot of good people throughout the years like doing this. That's right. Yeah, and you're you're been a big part of not only UKC and as a field rep, but also from the association standpoint of it with the English Association. You're a man who wears many hats, and now you're kind of transitioning into the grandpa role. I know you got a couple uh, young grandkids now that you we'll see running around in here. I'm sure before the weekend's out. Is that right? Oh, oh yeah, they'll be here Saturday. That's right. Yeah. So, man, Doug, we sure appreciate you. I know anybody listening to this sees you at a lot of our major events. You're always at TOC finals. You're always at the world. You're always going to be at our zone events. And uh, we appreciate your dedication to UKC and everything you do for the hunters and the sport. And I appreciate you sitting down with me real quick. All right, I appreciate it. Nubbin Moore from Alabama used to be a UKC field rep for about 10 years. His first Autumn Oaks was uh, at the 25th anniversary of Autumn Oaks, where that was his first event, and ironically, he ended up winning it. Here's Nubbin. Good afternoon, Nubbin. How are you today? I'm good, Alan. How about you? Doing very well. How's the hunt went so far? Oh, it's been it's been really good so far. We had the national dual national championship on Thursday night. Mm -hmm. That went off very well. The warm-up slams all week were, were good, and last night we put like 407 dogs in the woods, so we're tickled. We're, this is Saturday afternoon, so we got one more night to go. But more importantly, have you enjoyed yourself this weekend? I have. I've just been visiting around. I'm not hunting anymore, but I, yeah. hunt, I hunt, but I'm not play, uh, competition hunting anymore. Yeah. But, you know, I like to come up here and just visit around, see people from years ago and all that, and just hang around yeah it's probably a place where you get to the only time you get to see some of your old buddies is That's up here right. probably yeah i saw a few of them but a lot of my old buddies are dead by now you yeah i'm going on to the happy hunting ground yeah so yeah. you were a field rep for ukc what years what year uh, did you I think come on? i started in 87 okay yeah and i was in there about 10 years so yeah quit in it and i guess mid 90s i quit doing it so. yeah so uh you did win this hunt uh one time tell us a little bit I about did. that i won this hunt the 25th anniversary that i won this hunt with you know, a black and tan with a black and tan named hank yeah moore's alabama black hank was that not the first time you'd been to autumn oaks that's the first time i'd been to autumn oaks in fact first time i'd been to a big hunt i had been to the alabama state hunt but I've never been off to a big hunt before. Wow, that just doesn't happen a lot, it does it? It doesn't happen. I thought, there ain't nothing to this, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, 
I had a decent score. It was in Jasper, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And I think I had like, I don't remember score. I'm going to say seven and a quarter. Might have been 750. But, you know, I just thought that's not going to win a hunt. Yeah. Maybe I win a black and tan. Yeah. Uh, you know, grand night champion. But yeah. I didn't have any idea that I was going to win a hunt. Yeah. What do you think is the, the biggest difference you see today versus maybe that year for Autumn Oaks? What's, is there, is there a, a, well, I don't think there's a whole lot of difference till a lot of people come. The scores, of course, in Jasper, the scores wasn't that high because it wasn't as many coons as in southern Indiana. Right. But up in northern Indiana, scores are normally a lot higher. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, you know, norm, I, I tell people I've scored a thousand points one time in my whole i've hunted all my life yeah. on hunts and i've scored a thousand points one night and you come up here and there'll be five or six casts 12 1400 yeah. or more you know yeah i thought there ain't no way yeah. <laughs> yeah you know so yesterday friday here at autumn oaks there's several of you retired field reps here uh steve fielder was here he was mm-hmm. he, you probably worked under steve i'm sure you travel yeah. with him a yeah. lot i know uh, Lindell was here. Yep. And, and Alan, Alan Roberts. Alan Roberts was yep. here. Yeah. So it was good to see all you old it's, boys we call that's you right. now. Yeah. I'm, I'm old boy. I'll be 82 my birthday. And, you know, time yeah. flies. You know? Yeah, it does. I tell everybody if I knew I was going to be this, get this old, I'd talk better care of myself. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Moore, we appreciate it. It was good to see you. And we appreciate you being it's here. Good and it's to good. see you. And I appreciate what you do and what UKC does, you know. Well, well thank you. So. Hope to see you again at the next one. Oh, well, I hope to be here. And if good Lord's willing, I'm still around, I'll probably be here. In this next interview, I pulled in another one of our field reps, Mr. Curtis Sparks, and we discussed his roles at Autumn Oaks from the Slam Series all the way through Saturday night. Here's Curtis. Mr. Curtis Sparks from Rhonda, North Carolina. Is that right? Yes, sir. Hard to forget because you're sitting there wearing a big bright blue shirt right in front of me. Well, you got to take home with you. <laughs> you must not know uh, the Tennessee plays today. You're supposed to be wearing uh, bright orange today. False advertisements, not good. <laughs> well, Curtis, you're, you're one of our field reps, and you work a lot of our events. How long have you been a field rep for UKC? About eight years. Eight years. So, uh, of course, you have a lot of you wear a lot of different hats besides just being a field rep for UKC. You're a member of the, or you're on the board for the Southeastern Tree and Walker Association, right? Yes, sir. I'm the vice president right now. Vice president. Yeah. And uh, and so uh, I guess shifting back to Autumn Oaks a little bit, how long have you been coming here just to this event in particular? Uh, about 40 years. I came to it before it ever come to Richmond. Yeah, is that right? Yes. So all the way back towards the, the early years of it. Now, I remember, let's see, at 40, so back in the 80s, is that what it would have been? You would have been hunting back then? Yes. Yeah, your line of Sparks Creek. Moon Red Kennels. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's it. It's coming with uh, your dad. And you always hunted those dogs? Yes, sir. Been pushing those dogs forever, huh? Yeah, so this is this an event that you and him used to go to quite often? He never came much. I, yeah. I always come. Uh, yeah. I like the big hunts. He didn't like to get away from home much. I hear you. One thing about it, I know when you come, you're always going to have a few guys in tow with you, that a couple of people hunting, and then you'll have a few people always here to help us out. But uh, kind of your family and friends is kind of a big deal to you in this coonhound sport, and I think that's what Autumn Oaks is all about. I like coming because uh, it is a family event. Uh, I just like being around dogs, looking at them, and without a dog, I probably wouldn't do no kind of hunting. Yeah, stick to golfing. Love to golf. 
<laughs> so you, so actually, just aside from being from being our field rep and working the main event this weekend, you actually have started doing the Slam series through the week too. So uh, this week we've had a pretty good week so far. We're talking on Thursday, uh, Tuesday night. You had seventy eight dogs in Liberty, Indiana, and. 96 dogs last night in uh, Selma, Indiana. Has everything going pretty smooth with the slams and everything? It's went real well. The hunters has conducted themselves good. They've had a good time and enjoyed the hunting. And they've been talking about how good the cast have been with yeah. each other. And that, that's what I shoot for when I'm a master of hounds. I try not to have no problems at all. Yeah, and those host clubs done a pretty good job getting they've, dogs in the woods and in coons. Yeah, for the most part, they've been in Coon. Coon didn't travel as much last night as they did yeah. Tuesday night, but everybody had a good time and enjoyed where they hunted at. Yeah, well, we got one more night of slam work for you before we get to the, the main event this weekend, but I just want to get you on here and give you some some props and just thank you for, for all you do for UKC, and uh, hey, let's have a good weekend. I appreciate it. Thank you all for what you all do for us. All the way from Vermont, a blue ticker, Dan Rainville. I had the opportunity to sit down with him. Here's Dan. Hey, Dan, how are you doing? Good. Yourself, Alan? Good, good, good. Enjoying Autumn Oaks again this year, huh? Oh, loving it, loving it. It's You're like a family reunion. Perfect. You're from Highgate, Vermont. How far is that? That is about a 15-hour ride for me to get here to Richmond. Wow. We yeah. see you're a blue tick guy. Yes, sir. So we see you at blue tick days. We see you here at Autumn Oaks. And, man, you travel a lot to these hunts, don't you? If you want to go to the big ones where I'm from, you have to travel. Yeah. <laughs> you might still have snow up in Vermont. No, it's pretty <laughs> much all gone, but yeah. it'll be coming again here shortly. Yeah, well, it's good to see you again. Yeah, nice did to you, see you too. Did you bring some good blue power this year? Um, my best dog I got right now is a little four-year-old female. She's a dual grand, Blue Creek Alice 3. I call her Smoke. Um, she came in the heat. Oh, no. But I did oh, have no. another grand night, the Gage 2 dog I have, which I call Panic. Yeah. He, uh, we entered him up, and I'm glad I did because he's not in heat. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's a pretty good dog. So yeah. I, you know, I, I won't mind hunting him. Yeah, know? so how many years have you been coming here to Autumn Oaks? Oh, to the Oaks. This is probably my sixth or seventh trip you know yeah. i've skipped a couple in between but yeah i i try to make it out as much as i can um it's hard for me in my business i trim hooves on dairy cows for a living and my largest account the guy's got five thousand cows so i trim them in february and i trim them in august oh wow you know and luckily i my boys hunt and eli larush hunts with me and he gets the dogs ready so i can come out and yeah. compete you know to keep get them in shape yeah well you know from us out here out and we we think we're here from the east but you're way way east but uh from the midwest i guess we think you know you guys up in vermont you probably don't get to hunt as hard as you do but i'm or as as we do but i'm telling you Everywhere we look, you're always winning your cast, it seems like. You must put, be putting the time in with some good dogs. Well, the thing with us is our legal running season in Vermont doesn't start till June 1st. I own my own dairy farm out there, so I got 300 acres. So just as quick as I'm done sugaring, maple sugaring in the spring, yeah. I start taking my hounds out on my own property, you know. Yeah. And uh, our season's short, so I'll start hunting probably the end of April. And by the first week of December, we're we're wintered up pretty yeah. good yeah. you know so we do have a small small season but luckily alan where i'm from it's good dairy country and everybody goes well you got many coons in vermont and i'm very fortunate alan where i'm from we got a ton of coon do you a ton of coon how does it how does it compare to here 
Just, very, very comparable. Is very, it? Yeah, we got some patch woods, you know, cornfields, yeah. creek bottoms. Um, so it's not much for your dogs to get acclimated to this part of the country? No, it's the same. It's just yeah. like going behind my house here. It's just yeah. like, and it's funny. I live right on Lake Champlain, which separates New York State and Vermont. And it's Lake Champlain Valley, and it's all ag where I'm from. It's yeah. big ag country. Yeah. But you go 30 miles to the east of me, you're into the Green Mountains, which is bear country, yeah. porcupines, everything else. So yeah. I can hunting here is just like hunting right behind my house, yeah. you know, which is nice. You know, porcupines is something a lot of folks are not used to. I grew up in northern Michigan where we had them, and I know all about those porkies. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, that's, there's a lot of other off game I'd rather get into than porkies. You know, it's funny at our place, possums just showed up about six or seven years ago. Really? We never had possums. I've been coon hunting since I was thirteen. I put my first dog in a UKC hunt when I was 16. Yeah. You know, so I've been coon hunting for 40 years, you yeah. know. And uh, and possums were just, everybody complained about possums. I was like, wow, yeah, at least you don't have to pull quills with possums, yeah. you know. Where, yeah. where, I'll tell you, you know, being from porcupine country yeah. yourself, that's just terrible for the dogs, yeah. you know. So we're going to kick off Autumn Oaks tonight with the dual championship. I assume you got dogs entered in it again, yeah. right? Yes, sir. I had two of them entered. Uh Smoke didn't make it. She came in the heat. All my females at home just That's bang came in the heat. That's too bad. She she was my favorite, but I am gonna hunt the gauge two dog today. Yeah. So last year you actually won the blue tick part. Yeah, I, I won the blue tick end of it, and I got beat in the overall by a nice looking walker. You yeah. know, but it was, I'll tell you, it almost brought a tear to my eye when I did win that. You know, that was that was pretty fun, very fun. You know, like sixteen, I took high score in blue tick female. Yeah. In, the, in the world hunt, mm -hmm. you know, and that, that was pretty special. But I'll tell you, I almost, almost jerked a tear out of me last year yeah. when I won that show because I'm, I'm just a coon hunter, and I do show dogs, and I'll make them grand both ways, but they better be natural because I don't – the only time I practice on a bench is when I'm at a bench show. Yeah. That's it. So yeah. they got to be natural for me to do yeah. it, Alan. Well, the weather looks to be nice this weekend. Make sure you get out there and get you ice cream and enjoy yourself, and I hope you have some good hunts. Oh, yeah, for sure. For thanks for sure. Thanks for coming, Dan. Yeah, Appreciate thank it. you, Alan. In this interview, I was able to talk to Mr. Ray Conrad of Bright Eyes Lights. We talked about his sponsorship of UKC, his uh, tenure as a president of the Black and Tan Association and all the different things that he's accomplished in the coon hunting world. Enjoy this interview with Mr. Ray Conrad. All right, this is Trevor coming back live from 2022 Autumn Oaks, and I'm joined by Mr. Ray Conrad. How you doing today, Ray? I'm doing good, Trevor. I hope you are. I'm doing good. I'm glad I had a chance to, to talk to you here because you're a man who wears many hats here at Autumn Oaks. Uh, I know Apart from being, everybody knows you, of course, Mr. Bright Eyes Lights. You've got some of the hotter lights on the whole market, I know, and you got a new light every year, year here at Autumn Oaks, it seems like. Is that right? Oh, yeah. We try to debut. Can't speak sometimes. We try to debut all our new products here. This is the, this is the marketplace that I like to come out with a new product. That's right. So this year you came out with a new version of your Viper, the Heat Seeker. Is that the what you're calling seeker. it? Yeah, yeah, the Heat Seeker. No thermal needed is what we're saying about it. <laughs> You know, every year I wonder how you guys can make these lights any bigger and better, and it just seems like you keep one up. And It's got to be tough, though, coming up with new technology for these it lights. Is. There. It, it is, and we're about to the top of where we can go yeah. until some uh, 
advancements come through, yeah. whether it be batteries or LED or whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm absolutely tickled that this year we we're able to work out kind of a sponsorship deal with you. You've always been a sponsorship, a sponsor of us, but kind of an expanded role where uh, obviously you've always done the youth stuff. We've talked about that a lot, about how you, you do the Next Generation Spotlight Series, the youth national stuff. And you've always given some lights for the for uh, – Automotive Winter Classic in the world, but this year, everybody who places in the top twenty at the world at the UKC World Championship gets a bright eyes light. Yeah, boy, and uh, I know you know I'm getting, having a lot of fun joking around about being the bright eyes top twenty. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that it? does sound pretty good. I kind of like the way that sounds. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm pumped up for that, and you have a quality product. I think people are going to be tickled and. Just another another great thing that they can add to their uh, their prize list there at the world. Something to to get when they uh, accomplish what they they came oh, there to do. Absolutely, and you know, Trevor, I've been coming to this event for so many years and been involved with um, sponsorships with UKC and uh, being president of one of the larger of the largest, yeah. I guess, um, breed association yeah. that they have. And I get to see this event as we talked about earlier from all different sides and. It's just uh, it just warms my heart to see it continues. It seems like it's getting bigger every year. Yeah, yeah. It's funny you mentioned that we we kind of were prefacing this by talking about uh, all the different things you do here. So apart from being a, a vendor that sets up out there and usually sells out for the events over, uh, being a sponsor of the event, but you've also competed in this event. You've uh, you've been a uh, president uh, president of the breed association or involved in the breed association in in a lot of ways. Not only just president, but in, right. in many different uh capacities but uh so you've been at this event quite a few times i would assume wow i don't even know yeah how many years yeah it actually is it's a lot of years yeah yeah a lot of years 15 yeah. 20 i don't know i've been here probably ever since this has been here i've been here yeah well ray we always appreciate you coming here and we appreciate the partnership that we formed between ukc and bright eyes and we know we can always on, depend on you if we if we need something for you to do to us um but uh I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you sitting down with us. Oh, absolutely. It's an honor to be involved. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. On Friday night, I had the opportunity to sit down with the winning handler of the National Dual Championship, Mr. Steve Basham, along with the owner of the dog, uh, Bruce Bartz, with High Dollar Whiskey. Here's Steve and company. Well, good morning, folks. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Good, say? man. We've got Mr. Steve Basham, uh, Mr. Bruce Bartz here with us, and uh, we've got you here because you won our dual national championship. Yes, sir. Uh, hunt and show portion that we have going on at Autumn Oaks. Tell us a little bit about the dog. The winning dog is Grand Night Champion Bartz's High Dollar Whiskey. Bruce, why don't you step up here and tell us a little bit about this dog we've got here? I purchased the dog, um, obviously, eight weeks eight, nine weeks old, um, started teaching the dog some manners, housebreaking the dog, and I, I thought I had something. He just, he was coming along, coming along, and um, I turned him over to a, a, law, or, uh, a friend of mine, and I said, I, I need to get him just started. I'm in the field farming, so forth and so on. I said, I don't have time right now. I said, but I think we got something. So uh, he got him, or he got him treeing up the tree, and messing around and he was he said you got something here he was he, he said this is going to be a firecracker so anyway at uh long story short uh eight by eight months old he was running and training his own coon we were putting him in local hunts and he was winning his hunts and 
we turn him from registered uh, to uh, night right, or night to um, yeah night champion right quick, and uh, we we kept moving forward, going forward, going forward, and uh, finally uh, I turned the dog or I met Stephen and uh, I turned the dog over to him and and uh, w where I'm located we don't have the 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 area of woods without highways and you're in denton maryland is yes, that correct yeah yes and uh we have to be careful there because uh you could run into a highway pretty quick yeah. so I, I i i just didn't feel it was right and i wanted to push the dog push the dog so um steven and i had had come upon or, or met each other and um i passed the dog on to him and he uh he took it to the next level i mean that's case closed yeah he took it to the next level yeah so what's the dog out of uh it's a lipper lipper bread dog okay yep that's he's, a, he's off of waltz's uh kingpin okay mike what, walsh's yep dog. yep what about the bottom side uh it's a bone is it bone? he's off a of honey cove which yeah. is a bone collector and uh coma bread yeah so uh steven uh basham let's uh so how long have you had the dog um, I got the dog uh, October of last year, and uh, like Bruce was saying, uh, I got him at the house, and Bruce, Bruce, we had partnered on another dog. Uh, Duncan hit the spot, and we had moved him uh, on. He had raised Buddy from a pup and uh, grown pretty attached to him, more as a pet than anything. And so he said, uh, I've got a coon dog here, and I told him i said uh bruce i said there's a difference between a pleasure dog and a competition dog and he said well i think i got something so he sent him to my house and uh for the first couple months i said bruce you're crazy uh <laughs> 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 he uh he, he was exactly what bruce described he was uh probably the best pleasure dog you could ever have but as far as competition he uh he he lacked a lot, so still me and, needed a little work. <laughs> me and him uh, spent a many nights, uh, quote unquote, training yeah. out in the woods, and yeah. uh, there was a many one thirty, two o'clock at night, getting up at four forty-five in the morning to go to work type of days. So uh, we we put our homework in, put our put our time in, and uh, uh, like I said, just uh, came to be what we are today. So. Yeah. So what? How did you decide to put him in the dual national championship? Uh, so last year, um, I, we had uh, spot, we had B. I was going to that wipe out three B female that I hunt. Um, I wanted to put her in, but uh, she just, uh, I think when we went to go put in the entry for it, I think it was already full or something. I'd always just, we're up here anyways, so I was like, I ah, will hunt it. It came about that I was going to hunt him in Autumn Oaks, and uh, I told Bruce, I said, hey, we're already up there. I said, I might as well just throw him in. Uh, at the time, he was a, he's a champion and a Grand Knight champion, so I said, you know, we're going to hunt at Autumn Oaks anyways. Might as yeah. well hunt in the dual grands and see if we can't do any good. Yeah, and the dual grand national championship is – or the dual national championship is – a dog is required to have a bench show title. Mm-hmm. And also at least a be a night champion. Mm -hmm. So uh, he meets both of those. Obviously a grand night champion. He's a he's a bench show champion as well. So yeah, the first on the first night on Thursday night, uh, all dogs entered in the championship. They draw out against their own breed, uh, and then all cast winners advance to the show portion on Friday. 
And then in the first round of the show, they compete against other cast winners of their own breed. You have one breed winner, which he obviously won. And then those seven breed winners show in the uh, final bench show class. And then we have one overall winner, and that's uh, whiskey was that winner this year. But uh, let's start with the hunt a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your hunt on Thursday night. I'm looking at the scorecard here. I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five first trees and all plus. Yes, sir. No circle, no nothing else. No, all sir. All plus. No, sir. It was man. He must have put on a show. It was one of those hunts you dream about. Yeah. Um, we went in there. Uh, like I said, I get up here on Thursday. I mean, on Sunday or Mondays. Um, I've been up here eight or nine, ten years, whatever. And uh, so I like to come up the whole week. Um, I typically guide, even though I'm not from close to here. I've talked to some farmers. I got some private ground and some public ground. And uh, I typically, through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I just hunt, check out some of the spots that I've hunted in the past. Yeah. And just try to pick a couple that uh, I think the coons are moving good. Uh, you got water. Um, and the area is conducive to turning some dogs loose and getting a good score. Yeah. Um, I know that with the dual grands, you know, obviously the main thing is, is just getting a cast win. However... I like to, I like tree coons whenever I'm going out there. You know, I like to have a good time because to me, it's not, it's not always just about winning. It's a, you know, it's about having a good time and remembering that. So we cut loose um, right down a draw. There's a creek on the left and there's cornfield on the left side of it, the draw, and a cornfield on the right side, and it's little bitty, probably 15 acre fields. Uh, on both sides, and there's probably four or five on each side of the creek go all the way back to the lake. And we cut loose, and he shot in there probably about 500 yards, come around the backside of the second field and struck, went down over the hill to the creek, and went down there. He loaded up. We went down there. He had a cone. About that time, the other two dogs treed. We went over to them. They had a hole. By the time we cut loose, he was – about 350 up on top of the ravine treat again so we went up to him he had another cone and from there we cut him down the side of the field and from there he just started picking them off um there was probably at the end of the hunt there was probably about 15 20 minutes left and we were walking to a dog that was about 0.6 through the woods treed and uh, he come treat again and uh, after the hunt we went to him he had another cone so that you didn't get to score yeah, <laughs> We probably, if I wanted to dream, I, if I needed to yeah, dream, I would have yeah. treated him. But uh, yeah, he went six for six in yeah. ninety minutes, so he he definitely did his job and put on a put on a show. Yeah, heck yeah, score eight fifty, and that was actually the high score that we had on Thursday night for uh, for the national dual championship. Yes, so, sir. Uh, we don't see you much showing dogs. That you, I hear you handle the dog in the bench show yes, as well. Sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Uh, I think I think my friends back home got a good kick about me prancing around the show ring. Hey. Uh, I definitely got a lot of texts and a lot of phone calls about Jason Daughtry's probably going to oh, have some. Oh yeah, Jason. It was epic. Jason. Jason was uh, busting my tail a little bit about prancing around the show ring. So, yeah. uh, but no, it just yeah. goes back to my father. Uh, he taught me the coon hunting world. Uh, Ever since I was my daughter's Who's also age. sitting here with us. Yeah, this is my pop, yeah, yeah. and that's my daughter. Uh, Jocelyn. Jocelyn. Before You're the good luck charm, right, Jocelyn? We call her the champ, even though I tell her the champ's retired because she's kind of slacked on the coon hunting part. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, my pop, he, he, he taught me everything I know as far as the coon hunt world. And uh, he was always big into the, the full concept of a dog. I remember when I was a kid, you know, the hunt world was a little different. You yeah. Know? Your, yeah. Your UKC hunts were all day events. Mm-hmm. You know, you had field mm-hmm. trials and training yep. contests and rolling cages and shows. And so, I mean, I'd enter, I was a kid, I'd enter every single event. Yeah. And uh, never really got into the show. You know, I'm just more of a hunting guy. Yeah. But uh, I always watch dad. Dad loves to show dogs. So uh, just try to pick up some of the tips from yeah. him. And, and I just try to apply it. Uh, I had a couple people that, are a little bit bigger into the show yeah. that offered to show him. Yeah. And I told Bruce, I said, you know what? Nah, we're going to ride or die. There you go. I said, me and Buddy, we made it this far. We either going to win it or lose it. There you go. But we're going to do it together. And that's what we decided to do, and that's where we went with it. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about what do you do to prepare a dog for a hunt like this? Uh, hunt a lot. <laughs> as much as I can get away with from the wife. And, and what I- is a lot? <laughs> Uh, five six nights a week uh it really depends on the dog yeah uh, every dog's different some sure. dogs you hunt them hard and they break down and they don't act right and then some dogs you you gotta you gotta hunt them five six nights a week even if it's just one drop yep and so really just getting in tune with the dog and figuring out each dog's quirks and it, what each dog takes and and what makes them click and so getting prepared for a hunt like this i try to just um because i guide up here i kind of got an idea what kind of woods i'm gonna hunt yeah uh which you you're close to evansville indiana yes sir so and it's a little hillier they're more rolling than you have around here yes, but sir. you have some other you have some i live right on the river yeah so uh what's unique about where i live at is i can hunt a dog in just about any kind of environment uh if you go down on the river banks you get a lot of sloughs and a lot of backwater so you know if i'm going somewhere that's gonna you know say down south or south carolina where there's swamps i can hunt them in something that is a little bit similar to what they're they're going to be exposed to um and i've got mine spoils just north of me i got the hoosier national forest which is big rolling hills and so i can pretty much mimic what kind of hunt i'm going to and so i try to put them in an environment that they're going to be in in the future so preparing for this hunt uh down in the bottoms i've got uh crop fields that go for five six seven eight nine ten miles i mean just crop field after Mm -hmm. crop field so we did a lot of training on not staying in those crop fields and uh hanging around the woods and train cones so it's uh, like I said, it's just realizing what kind of hunting you're going to be in and then just trying to mimic that where I live yeah. at. Yeah. Well, good deal. I know uh, it's a Saturday afternoon yes, here, sir. and you've probably got a lot of things you'd like to be doing here. So, uh, But we do appreciate you guys taking the time to stop in here. One more thing. I know you generally have a hype man with you uh bryce matthews i yes, don't sir. really see i don't bruce i don't know you that well but i can't see you really being that hype man and that uh he might not even know what we're talking about <laughs> no i don't it? think he understands what we're talking about uh no bryce has uh recently uh started his own business he yeah. does laser engraving yeah uh, and so uh, go check him out. He does yeah. a great work. Yeah. Uh, he does some laser engraving. So he's over running the booth. He kind of ditched on me. 
Yeah, uh, Bryce uh, Bryce used to ride with him to a lot of the hunts and always pumping him up. They're taking these videos, posting them on yeah. Facebook and stuff, and they they got a lot of hype going. Yeah, I pump him up through the phone. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, congratulations again on Thank your you. national you, championship win. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Sunday morning, I had the pleasure of sitting down with the owners and handler of Hannah's Creek Dolly, our newest national grand night champion. Here's an interview with Mike Carmack, Lance Belcher, and Daryl Workman. Hey everybody, this is Trevor coming back live from Autumn Oaks 2022, and we're here on Sunday morning, so you know we must have a special guest this morning, and that is the handler of our 2022 National Grand Night Champion, uh, Hannah's Creek Dolly, and that is Mr. Daryl Workman. Daryl, how are you feeling this morning? Tired. Tired, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still ain't been to bed. Have Still you? running on adrenaline. I ain't been to bed three days. I hear you. I hear you. Hey, it's a, it's a lot of hunting. You know, we got three casts in, in two nights. The past. Yes, how's Dolly doing this morning? Oh, I think she's about like I am. She's probably a little sore. She's probably ready to see her bed. Yeah, I think both of us are running on little no sleep, and Dolly too. But uh, yeah. we had a we had an eventful night last night. But before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about Friday night's cast. Right. Of course, Friday nights are. Uh, our first round uh, of, the, of the Grand Night Champion and uh, here at Autumn Oaks. And uh, you had a three dog cast, looks like you're hunting out of Shelbyville Club. Yes, uh, you were guiding, you drew uh, New Jean and Bandit, Andrew Steele and Brandon Scow, a couple of good dogs. Yes. Uh, how did that cast go that night? You know, uh, the cast, it, I was a little worried at first because I wasn't sure everything had some events happen earlier, and a little bit of confusion going on. So it kind of threw me on a, for a loop, but just try to take it as it came and uh, you know cast went pretty smooth I had probably one of the best judges I've had and I don't even know how long uh, just as fair and honest and, and straight as I can imagine ever been. And, uh, easy easy to hunt with both both guys just as, I mean, just great guys to hunt with had a great cast yeah. enjoyable cast you know yeah some some of these ain't fun yeah sure you mentioned some of the confusion that happened there early on so just recently, Dolly uh, got her Granite Champion title. Yes, just sir. leading up into the event. Is that where you shooting the, the title route before this event? Was yes, that the sir. plan? Yes, it was. I got you. I got you. So that kind of worked out for you. Looks. I'm looking at your card here from Friday night. Looks like, uh, looks like she made six six trees or seven trees. Yes, Had five coons and a circle and a slit. Yes, sir. Does that sound right? They ended up seven fifty, right. and that got you right in the middle of the pack in the Grand 16. Actually, more towards the top, probably fourth or fifth in, in overall scores of Grand Nights on Friday night. Yes, sir. So then you uh, obviously you found out Saturday morning that you made the cut and were moving on to the Grand 16 portion of the event. Yep. And uh, early on, you drew, gee, uh, looking here, you drew drew quite a cast, which they all are in the Grand 16, right? Looks like you, uh, you there were wasn't a bad, There wasn't a bad dog in the box. They deserve to be there. That's right, that's right. Yeah, a couple, you got one blue pick here, Wally. Dusty Bassett, Sky, Tim Dick, uh, Gypsy, Blake Miller, and you. How did that cast go through? You know, uh, I, I think I drew a whole lot of luck right there, really. Truthfully, Gypsy probably, if you really want to know the truth, Gypsy probably should have won that cast. I mean, she uh, she looked real good right off the tailgate. Had some, had some problems later on. Uh, but uh, truth be told, uh, you know, Dolly finally got over there and got a coon tree like she's supposed to. It took her a while to get started, uh, and then after that she kind of went MIA and just just caught some just got, caught some good breaks. Had a whole lot of luck, uh, and uh, it just just worked out in our favor. Yeah. You know, oftentimes when we talk about major events, 
we talk about preparing the dog and uh, being familiar with the dog, but it always takes a break or two to win a major event. And when you talk about this cast and Gypsy Tree and Two Coons early on, but then uh, kind of falling apart there towards the end and taking some minus, that, that worked out in your favor. And it takes that to win a major event. It does. You gotta have the breaks. Absolutely. So then I came in here about midnight and I was able to uh, corral everybody together here once the four casts were in. We ended up all four casts early had plus one cast winners. So we, we had a full cast late going into the final cast. Uh, Mr. Chase Blevins guided us out to, uh, to a big territory with some corn and beans all around us strips yep. of timber and even some running water through there. Yep. So it was a good spot to tree some coons. Unfortunately, the weather didn't really cooperate with us real good. Uh, what, what were you thinking going into the final cast? You know, going into the final cast, uh, I felt like if I'd made it that far, dog seemed like she was feeling good. Uh, I, I was a little worried about how she was gonna hold up because we hunted her pretty hard but over the last three weeks. We pushed her hard, I mean, real hard. Yes. And uh, I, I was a little worried about her, but she's young. Uh, when I took her out of the box, she was hitting the end of the lead, ready to go as hard as she could go, and, and it kind of showed right off the first cut. We cut her with she she blew in the country real deep, past, and, and struck a tree real quick, like she's supposed to do. I mean, that, that's her game. It's just get get deep quick and be by herself. Uh, uh, she uh, couldn't quite get by herself this time, but she got there fast enough. It didn't matter. So, yeah. Uh, it, you know, it is what it is. She done done exactly what I expected her to do when we turned loose. Um, that's all I could ask for, just to give me what she's got, and she always does. Absolutely. Yeah, she looked really good on that coon right out of the truck. And uh, kind of there at the beginning, I thought we were going to have a pretty nice night. We had a live yeah, breeze yeah, going on. Uh, dogs got in there quick and had some tracks going, and then it all kind of fell apart on us there. The, the weather, weather rolled in, made it miserable for Ooh, a while. I think I was uh, wet from head to toe. That rain jacket didn't do me one lick yeah, of good. I think I still got water running out of my ears. <laughs> when, when the weather turned and it started raining, did that change your game plan at all, or kind of oh, with absolutely. you having a little bit I, of a lead? Absolutely. When I get treated right, to, right off the bat, I've got, I'm, you know, taking first and first on a coon off the bat, and then. That turn, weather's turning sour. I mean, Can't hear at, at that point, nobody can hear anything, everything else. It didn't bother me if she just get lost. <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, you know, she she's still trying to make stuff happen, and, and uh, it just worked out. She uh, he made uh, made another tree in there. It just uh, caught a bad break on that one, but at the same time, it, it, it worked out. It still worked out in our favor. And, and she, okay. then she did right. get lost, so uh, I was a little worried at that time that maybe she needed to get found again because I thought we was going to get beat. <laughs> uh, well, T-Mac had me sweating back through there. I, I, yeah. thought we, I thought we was going to walk back up there and he and, and find his set up her tree, and I figured he's going to you know, walk yeah, in there right. and make it rough on me. But at that point, I really wanted to hear her again, but uh, it, it just didn't. It just worked out. It all worked out like it should have. Yeah. Well, Mr. Darrell, I sure appreciate you sitting down with me. I want to tell you again, congratulations on your big time win. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you, guys. Now we're going to bring in uh, Mr. Lance Belcher, one of the co-owners of the dog. Lance, can you come sit with me for a second? Mr. Lance Belcher from Madisonville, Tennessee, down in my home country. How you doing, Lance? Good. How you doing? Good. Feeling good this morning? Better this morning than yesterday, <laughs> yeah. I know, right? Yes. Well, I, I wanted to have a chance to interview. Obviously, you're a co-owner on this dog here uh, for Dolly, who who is the 2022 Autumn Oaks National Grand Night Champion. But you also had another dog in the final cast, uh, 
Grand Isle Champion 2 history repeats itself. You had two dogs in the Grand 16. They both won their cast early and made it to the final cast. What was going through your mind yesterday? I was sick to my stomach all day yesterday. <laughs> and then when both of them made the final four last night, it just got worse. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you had to feel pretty good knowing you had a 50% chance of winning though, right? Yeah. Two pretty nice sounds. Two real nice sounds. Yeah. So I'm obviously a little bit familiar with Pete, but tell me a little bit about how you came into into Dolly. Well, that was all Mike Cormack. He, he was he was looking for a dog, and he found her and called and told me about her. So we brought her in, started hunting, and we could kind of tell she was something special from the get go. So she's working with her, and she just gets better. And better. She's the right kind. Now, what what is Dolly out of? You know, offhand. Uh, he shows his. Does? Okay. Well, we know he's through quite a bit of winners. Uh, so, so what? What are some of the future plans you have with Dolly? We're just gonna keep pushing her hunts right now. Maybe some breedings in the future. Yeah, she's still young yet. Just three years old right now. Yes. Yes, sir. Well, hey, Lance, I appreciate you coming in and sitting with me. I know. Uh, uh, having two in the final four, that's something that most people don't achieve in a lifetime, and I want to congratulate you on that, and good luck with Dolly and Pete and the rest of your hounds moving forward, and I, I expect this thing won't be the last time that I see you up here. Oh, no, it won't be the last time. <laughs> I appreciate you, Lance. All right, thank you. All right, so we got a chance to talk to uh, to the handler, Mr. Daryl Workman. We talked to the co-owner, uh, Lance Belcher, and now we have Mr. Mike Carmack, the other owner on Dolly here, our 2022 Nat uh national champion. Mike, how are you feeling this morning? Pretty happy. Pretty happy. This is an event that you're pretty familiar with, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, you're you're right down the road from here in Liberty. Is that where you are? Yeah. Yeah. And I know that you kind of have the reputation of having some top dogs around here and some of the top hunting. Well, I try to. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Dolly, just tell me a little bit about how you came into Dolly. Good friend of mine, Eddie Casper. Yeah. Got her from him. Okay. Yeah. So Eddie, and then uh, and then you brought Lance on board uh, yeah. as a little bit of a co-owner. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so this is actually I wanted to mention, Mike. This is your third time you've won this event, uh, and and just some similarities here. All three times were with a young female. Back in 2009, you had a female named Stylish Kate, and that was actually in the old uh, old format of Autumn Oaks, where the highest score was the winner. And then the next year in 2010, whenever it shifted to the Grand 16 format. You had a hound named Phil and Frisky that people will be familiar with that won not only this, but our world championship. Yes, and now here you add a third one to your tally with Dolly. Uh, how does that make you feel you being one of the most decorated people in this event and the whole history of this event? I don't know. It's pretty happy. A little overwhelming? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mike, it's something to be proud of. And I know that uh, you got a good stable of dogs here in your name right now. And I think you, you probably got a good shot of this happening again with Dolly only being three years old. And I know you got a couple other ones over there in your name that uh, could probably do the same thing. Yeah, we've been fortunate. We've been lucky, I guess. A little bit of luck, but a lot of hard work, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mike, hey, I appreciate you. I appreciate all you do for this area of coon hunting, for Richmond, for the Autumn Oaks and, and hosting a slam for us. And, and I appreciate you always hunting and guiding at this event. And uh, I just want to say congratulations again on, on winning Autumn Oaks again for a third time. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed those uh, interviews that we were able to conduct there on uh, at Autumn Oaks. Um, we have, this is just part one. We've covered a lot of the hunt basics here, but in the next episode that's going to come out in the next few days, we're going to be able to drop another episode with a lot of our 
show folks, our judges and our show winner. So you got to stay tuned for that one. It's going to be a good one as well. Thanks for listening to the UKC Hunting Ops Podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and to like and follow UKC Hunting Ops on Facebook and Instagram.